great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Hello and welcome to Of Mice and Main Street Men. Hello, I am Tristan. And hello, I'm Sean. Wow, I didn't know <laughs> I we were know. singing. I didn't know we were either. But just, well, you just did that to mix it up. Which, yeah, well, that's you know that's what we do here. It is what we do. Men. We mix we're it up. We're like a Disney mix master. That's right. That's right. We are. And we are a duo, a Disney duo, Sean. We are. And as we came into this episode, I was like, I left Hub and Spokey off my list. <laughs> Well, are we, I don't know that we're a Disney bona fide duo yet. We don't have our own show. When they hire us, it's a different thing. But I, for now. We are, we are a duo that is linked by Disney. True. We talk Disney every week. I'm not sure True. we're not a Disney. I'm not sure Hub and Spokey are not. I understand we're not up there with some of the duos I'm sure we will discuss today. Well, we're not yet. You know, give us right. time. And I think we will. Please. Be. Yes. Uh, well, we need we need to be a big deal before the treasure sales because <laughs> yes. we need to be invited to that media event. We need to be just on that stage show, just as a as a duo. Now, for your nightly entertainment, Hub and Spokey, what are they doing? Hub and Spokey. Oh, oh. <laughs> boy, uh, I just flew in from Disneyland, and boy, are my arms tired. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what we are talking about today? is our top five Disney duos. Uh, I'll be super curious to see if we match up at all. I will too, considering we only have five. Yes. I'm sure we must match at least one. I think one Probably or two. One or two. Yeah. Let's let people take side wagers now. You just pause <laughs> the podcast and go around to some people who you were around and, 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 and you know, because... Wagering is legal in most states now, yeah. right? I just can't, you know, I'm kind of curious what the over under would be. So, all uh, right, yeah. What's, our, what's your what's your number? What's in your number five slot there, Sean? My number five slot is Hook and Smee. I didn't even put them on the list. Really? I, I assume that's one we would match on. Oh honestly. man, I'm so embarrassed. But go on. Why? They're, well, they're just sort of. I mean, aren't they kind of a just a dysfunctional couple that Oh, they're perfect. You you just and and you know, I mean, honestly, I, Smee is the unsung hero there. I mean, oh yeah. But I I'm not sure Captain Hook, well, I was going to say he couldn't tie his own shoe, but you know, hey. he's got a hook. <laughs> it's it's going to be hard for him, you know, to tie his own shoe, but you know, it's you know, Smee is just Smee is the underappreciated, often abused, but tried and true and loyal to that yeah. foppish, that foppish pirate. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so I was like, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think of them as as that's a good one. My number five slot. That's a great. That's a. Oh, I cannot believe I I left them off. Oh my god! I'm surprised you did. I'm surprised I did too. I mean, Smee, my, Smee yeah. cleans up Hook's messes and keeps track of the crocodile. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, in my number so, five, since I yeah. neglected to add, so my number five is Dumbo and Timothy the Mouse. 
oh, I like that a lot, but it's not on my list. Yeah, I I always Dumbo as a kid was one of my favorite movies, and I'll like I loved Timothy the wise cracking mouse, you know, who comes up with the idea to make, you know, that the the scene where where Timothy kind of talks Dumbo into doing everything is just like classic show business, you know, and. Yes. I just loved a friendship between a tiny mouse and a, an elephant. I think is so charming, and um, I'm a big fan of Timothy um, the, as a character. So that is my number five: is Dumbo and Timothy. Okay. All right. For my number four, I went pretty old school. Okay. And and I went with Chip and Dale. That's great. That's a perfect choice. Not on your list. No, because apparently I'm terrible at this <laughs> no no you are not we could only choose five i know i know and i did think and, about and, you know and when you, when you can only choose five it's gonna but no so first of all chip and dale um i just some of those old cartoons mm-hmm. are just hysterical oh absolutely and there's just something about it. i mean the fact that they have survived as costume characters in the parks as long as they have i mean and one of my favorite chip and dale like visual memories is i think it must have been spectro magic that had a giant grand piano and the two of them were on the piano bench but it was set up so that they could slide back and forth (laughs) up and down the keyboard Uh and i just you know, and I remember one we were down at the contemporary uh, stand at Bay Lake Tower, I guess, like for the holidays. And it's like we came around the corner and there were Chippendale and their finery. Um, honestly, we probably should have named our cats, our current cats, Chip and Dale, because I mean, one of them has a pink nose and the other one has black nose. And it's like but unfortunately, Jackie has an uncle named Dale and we decided that that would be too confusing. So, <laughs> sure. so, and I'm very glad we ended up with Henry and Wendell, but, yes. but Chip and Dale, well, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't say part of the reason they made my list is because they make that duck's life a living hell. <laughs> they I, gen- knew, I knew, I knew there was generally antagonize that duck in very funny <laughs> ways. There's a, there's like oh the circus one the, where Donald is like the Donald is the the like the custodian at the circus oh yeah and yeah. they're stealing all the peanuts and oh Just love love it yeah. right now they also torment Pluto a little in Pluto's Christmas tree which was one of those movies that we had on Super Eight okay like back in the eighties uh-huh. or whatever. And like would run through a projector. My mom had a school and we would play, play that. They, they, they tormented Pluto a little bit, but in general, they're after the duck. All and right. I'm, I, really I, I, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy that. Oh, I, I know you do. <laughs> so, so that's why they, they hit my number four spot. So in my number four slot is uh, Timon and Pumbaa. Oh, that's another great one. That's yeah. not on my list. Uh, you know, that was a favorite of ours growing up. And I think Nathan Lane is one of the funniest people on this planet. And him and Ernie Sabella together are 
lovely. Uh, but basically anything Nathan Lane does, I'm in because that's like my spirit animal. Like I love him. Nathan Lane is your spirit animal. I love Nathan Lane so or, much. Or, or, or meerkats are your spirit animal. I think it's Nathan Lane as a meerkat. Okay, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I love those two. They're so funny. And, you know, Okuna Matata is so catchy. Well, and you know, because I I know it was somehow related, but they were both in that Broadway revival of Guys and Dolls together. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think at the time they were cast. Yeah. And I don't know whether they were like, because it's not like they were like constantly bantering on stage. I don't know. I don't know how they came to chose those two as a pair, but yeah, I don't actually know either, but it, they're brilliant together. And a lot of that stuff, they're just making up too. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's so great. And I just love those two characters. Again, it's like the little bitty meerkat and the, the warthog. Right. And it's just a warthog who breaks wind. Ah, uh, just what a, I mean, that movie's glorious, but yeah. It's so, hard not to love a fart and warthog. I know. Let me tell you. And that meerkat is so funny. So that is my number four, Timon and Pumbaa from The Lion King. Timon and Pumbaa. All right. Well, we haven't matched yet. So I don't know. Uh, I I hope you didn't have five matches or four matches in your online betting. (laughs) Good luck, everyone. Because I don't know what the Vegas odds were for this. But so far, all right. And I kind of doubt this is on your list. I'll be surprised. Because it's a little more obscure for me. Okay. But it's Lightning McQueen and Mater. Oh, sure. Not on my and, list, but I did consider it. Um, You know, because uh, I just think they've done such a wonderful job through those films. And first of all, I will say, Cars was not a film that I really expected to like. Sure. But again, Disney and Pixar did such a great such a great job of giving it heart Mm -hmm. i mean and especially that relationship between you know the the you know the slick you know really cool racing car with you know just this simple very funny tow truck that that you know and and larry the it is larry the cable guy that does his voice right yeah and i mean He's just so hysterical, but, but, you know, so much of the film's heart, I think even the, even the seat, because how many cars are there now? Just two? There's three. I think it's a two. Yeah. But, you know, that friendship is, is kind of at the, at the heart of, of that storytelling and, and uh, so, yeah. Lightning McQueen and Mater, they it's made a, my a film they I made my number to, three slot. It's a film I need to revisit because my little brother was really into those, and so I used to watch them with him. But now he's older, and Harper's seen them once or twice and didn't really gravitate towards them. But then once we went, when Savannah and I went to Radiator Springs in California, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is incredible! I should really revisit this because this well, is- especially through an adult lens of. Yeah. The whole idea that this was a town that meant something, and then yeah. you know the highway, the interstate leaves it behind, and what that means to the, you know, to it's the themes that run through it that you can appreciate as an adult. I think are are really cool. Yeah, that's a great one. So that was your number three. 
My number three, Lightning McQueen and Toe Mater. So my my number three is uh, Gus and Jack-Jack, the mice from Cinderella. Uh, also, ironically, names we considered for our current cats. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just I, Jackie and I, we couldn't agree on who was Gus and who was Jacques. And I'm like, <laughs> but it's clear. And she's like, no, but it's clear. <laughs> oh, as opposed to, sorry, we'll get back to your choice. Oh, no, minute. it's okay. But no, it was really interesting to listen to you and Savannah talk in the Disneyland episode about who was Hub and who was Spokey. Oh, yeah. Because I had just, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes before you got around to it was like, oh, when I'm not on the show, (laughs) Kristen is a little more Spokey. (laughs) I know. And Savannah's a little more Hubby. I know. But so... So anyway, I think at least though we we agree there, and Jackie and I did not agree on who was Gus and who was Je- who was ja- Jack Jack or Gus so, Gus and Jack. So Gus Jack, yeah, I think those two mice are so cute. And Cinderella was one of the earlier films that I you know had seen in the Disney canon, and I loved it when they were trying to gather. Well, what I thought we've had this discussion before. What I thought was a bunch of cheese. Oh right, and it's corn, corn kernels. Right. I really, until I think last year, thought that's what it was. But um, they always made me laugh. And I love little sidekick characters like that. And, uh, oh, man, they're just so, and they're so, they care so much about her. And they're just. They do. And it's so. I will point out, I will point out, if it were cheese, it would be more malleable. And the problem is that that corn is hard and consequently, when you try to put that last piece under your chin, right. it sends them all spewing. And, and if it were know, cheese, unless it were really, really dried out cheese, sure. that would well, not be the case. As a man who's nearly 40, that makes sense yes. to me now. But when I was a kid, and I have gone back to watch it, <laughs> just to clarify, it does, to an untrained eye, look like little triangles of cheese. And, you know, it's a mouse. So I would it is. Coordinate. I understand your confusion. Yes. And clearly the animators don't get it right every time. No. So that's a few notes I have for Walt Disney Animation from the early days is like, make that look like corn and not cheese so we don't get confused and spend all of our lives thinking that only to mention it once and have everyone around you be like, no, it's totally corn, bro. No, it's corn, oh. dude. It's corn, anyway, dude. Number three well, are the mice. Also with Gus and Gus and Jacques, they were they were actually in our wedding. Um, because I mean, that was back before you really knew us, but yes. I I sort of won the battle of like a Cinderella type wedding, uh-huh. which is not usually what the groom is going <laughs> is pushing for. You know, but but I was like, damn it, if I'm getting a fairy tale, you know in terms of meeting someone that I would care to spend the rest of my life with. I'm like, I want, I want this whole, you know, my groom's cake was a coach. I mean, it was a red velvet, like uh-huh. circular cake that had wheels. Oh, um, but our set, we had, we bought a gazebo and put a bunch of like lights, like twinkle uh-huh. lights and, and vines on it. But when my mom had worked at the Disney catalog, we had a couple of small like beanie figures of Gus and Jacques. Uh Um, And we sort of stuck them into these pillars that we had on either (laughs) side so that, so that they were actually there in part of the ceremony. So I am, I'm a little, I'm a little sad that I didn't think of Gus and Jacques. 
That's but, a cute story, though. Look but I'm you. glad that you helpful. included them on your list. You got your princess wedding, and look at you. I did. I did, and <laughs> she was like, okay, because my mom got a, like, a really, we've got a really nice, like, Disney Cinderella and Prince cake topper that that was on our cake, and, but yeah, Gus and Jacques were there in the pillars looking down on us. There you go. Well, that's why they're in my number three slot. Wow. All right. So no, so we have not matched have any not of our duos no. thus far. No. And we each only have two to go. No. All right. My number two, my number two, actually Jackie reminded me of this one and I went, well, of course, yes, I'm going to put it on my list. And it's Mando and Grogu. Another good pair. But not on your list? Uh, on my list. Wow. Good. I doubt the odds makers had only one match, but... But so it's just now, and Jackie and I both kind of agree last season of The Mandalorian was not our favorite. But the story and and all the they've just done such a great job of infusing the story with the heart of this tough fighter who is protecting this child and and helping it you know that that sort of father figure and i i mean there's certainly some stuff with grogu recently like when he learned the no button this season now i liked that a lot (laughs) um but but it's just been so clear how much grogu loves the mandalorian and the entire story is built around the fact that he feels a responsibility to take care of this kid and so so that is why Mando and Grogu Great. made my list at number two. Wow, that's very progressive of you. I was really old school with this list, I guess. So my number two is actually Cogsworth and Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that is, that is excellent. Yeah, I've always loved uh, those two because I just always thought it was funny. You have like the suave, more sexy guy and his stuffy, just irritated, like just cannot stand him. And that is such a funny dynamic yeah and um and then you know getting to play that part opposite you know a good friend of mine a couple years ago was also such a charming thing um and now we have i have cogsworth everywhere but uh i've always loved their dynamic and we watched uh beating the beast recently and i was like ah they're just so funny like they're so funny and they really are it's good buddy comedy and you know i grew up on the likes of Abbott and Costello, you know, and Laura sure. Hardy and things. So like those yeah. bloody duos are always funny to me. So that is my number two is Cogsworth and Lumiere from Beauty. And All the right. Beast. We've only got one to match up on. And now I'm thinking maybe you didn't go this route. Well, what did you do? It's not necessarily a traditional duo, but I mean, not in the sense that some of this is, it's just, they always go together and they're just sort of at the apex of Disneydom. Mm-hmm. And I went with Mickey and Minnie. So did I. Okay. So we did match up one way. All right. That was the one I was pretty sure that we would both. Yeah. Agree. That was tough yes. not to go with them though. You know, like they, you know, they are the couple in the Disney. Universe. Yes. They are the, they are the first couple of Disneydom. Yes, of course. Um, and and I will say, you know, it's nice to see Minnie getting her due some more now and not just yeah. being Mrs. Mouse 
or I mean, technically they're not married. They only got married in a dream in a 1930s cartoon. So people get confused. But they're together. Let's be honest. They are together. And I mean, they are, they have clearly chosen to be life partners. So whether they have a piece of paper that says they're married or not, they've, they've been around what, 90 years together, 95, 95. And I, I bet the worst thing that could happen to your Disney fandom is Minnie ditches Mickey for Donald. What would your head do? Would your head explode? She wouldn't do that. She She just wouldn't, she wouldn't do it. (laughs) No, I don't think she would either. I'm just saying in the hypothetical. I'm not going to hypothetical something that's never going to happen. That's just silly. (laughs) Now, there is a very vulgar joke that would have her pair up with Goofy. But we could we don't repeat those on the we don't repeat those on this podcast. We do a lot of blue material around here. We do. Uh, It has to do with her being crazy. But, you know, well, sure. (laughs) Fill in the blanks, dear listener. But uh, what I started to say was, you know, yeah. now she's now she gets to Captain Ships. Sure. You know, she is she and Barbie, I think, are are helping redefine, you know, tr- what people tend to think of as traditional yeah. female roles. But but behind every great mouse, there is a, a female mouse. Yes. A great and, mouse. Yeah. And so, you know. And I will say that uh, now that I've like seen the woman who's doing Minnie's voice in person now, uh, and she is such a hoot, and I would love to have her to a cocktail party, that <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's 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 very fun. Yeah. And, well, and I don't I don't quite understand where this album got released, but when I listen to my Disney Sirius XM channel. Well, first of all, that duck sings one more for the road, which is a very odd choice. But Minnie, Minnie actually sings, uh, oh, what is she? Some 40s torch song. Um, Oh, more than you more than you'll know. Oh, interesting. Where exists then? I don't know. But those are the only two that I've. Oh, wait. No, I heard Goofy do the monster mash the other day, but that's different. I'm like, what is this Donald and Minnie both covering like these 40s ballads? Yeah, but they release an album of like covers, like the Fab Five. Right. Of, like, right. But it's really kind of kind of sweet. And she sings, yeah, more than more than you'll ever know, or more than you'll know. But to Mickey, of course, she is not singing to that duck. Well, no, not but, at all. So why so why did you why did they make the top slot on your list? Well, I guess when I think of Disney duos in general, they're the first two that come to mind. And yeah, it used to be that when I thought of Disney, it was just Mickey was the thing. And now lately, it's been like, well, they're they're just it's the two of them, you know, they're <laughs> they're partners, of course, yeah. And they just speak so much like. It's interesting just what those two characters do because they say they give you so much of a feeling without saying, doing anything. Like as soon as you see them, you just know, oh, okay. Like when I see a Disney commercial and they're present or I see a Disney ad in print or something and they're there, I automatically just get the feeling like Disney is so smart, you know, about using those characters. Um, And I think you're right. uh, Minnie has been getting a lot more play recently and that's great. But yeah, they're just, they're the characters, man. Like, 
when you think of Disney, that's it's it's them, you know. It is, and we will never have cats named Mickey and Minnie because that's just too obvious. <laughs> sure, right. That was one of Jackie's rules. She's like, you can name the cats Disney names, but it can't be like Mickey and Minnie. They need to be a little more obscure. Sure. Yeah. So. All right. Hey, this but, was a fun conversation, though. I enjoyed this a lot. It was. And and for all of you bet makers out there, the answer is one. We the only had one is, duo that overlapped. And, you know, if somebody wanted to go see Mickey and Minnie, I bet you could help them out. I could help them. I would I love to help them. Disney's got some deals out there now and, oh. you know, stuff into the new year. Don't forget the magic day of January 9, 2024, when you will no longer need a park reservation to, to you know, enter a Disney theme park. But uh, yeah, to so go look online at uh, Briar and Main Travel Boutique and uh, you can find my agent page there at briarandmain.com forward slash Sean or on Facebook. Sean at Briar and Maine, or you know, even uh even on Insta at Hurry Back to Sean. There you go. And, and what are you uh, up to these days, sir? Oh, you know, just hosting the the daytime talk show on our in the region here called Living Local. If you follow me on Instagram, it's Tristan Lane, T-R-I-S-T-A-N-L-A-Y-N-E. You can find um links to those because I post a lot of videos and pictures of interviews I do. And, uh, but if you're not already following of mice and main street men on social media, you need to. So look up. Of mice I bet Donald Duck and does not follow us. He might, and he might not. We don't know, but he and chapstick, they go out for drinks <laughs> and just bad mouth us. Well, they bad mouth me. They probably have their own podcast. You know, I chapstick hope they don't blame Duck. you for all of my feelings. about donald duck and chapstick (laughs) but uh and if you if you if you're not abreast to the chapstick go back a a, a number of episodes and you'll hear us reference chapstick quite often uh but yes follow us on all the social media platforms please do subscribe to the podcast and anywhere that you're listening to them and please do we have a new episode every single week and we also release um other you know small ones throughout the month as well when we want to kind of encore something i mean we have interviews with people sometimes and that's exciting we've had the voice of kermit and uh lou mangello himself was on the show yes Jeff Barnes. hopefully we can get a few more of those folks in the weeks yeah, and months ahead I'm hoping so and yeah i need to get back in touch with bill farmer oh yes we ran into at destination d23 and see if we can get his schedule to line up with us yeah so we're hoping episode. to get some more people on in the next couple of months. But we thank you all for listening. It's really cool. And uh, Sean, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. And I uh, I have a fun time here, sir. I have a fun Thanks time. Thanks for too. asking me. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm happy to be a Disney duo with you. So We are. Hub and <laughs> Spokey forever. Well, that's all for Hub and Spokey for tonight and for today, this morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. So thank you all for listening. And we will see you I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing.